Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we're talking about insecurities, what they are, how to shake off the more 3D generic meaning we seem to have about it, and dive into the more 5D spiritual take on it. That's what we're doing today. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So yeah, we have a lot to unpack today. A packed episode. It's packed. It's, it's chock full of things. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about how you came up with this new idea on insecurities yes. you know, for your speech today. Um, I'm going to talk about my insecurities. Yeah. I'm already nervous thinking about that segment. I know. I'm kind of wishing that segment was over with, <laughs> but it's not. It's coming up. Uh, we're going to do a whole new segment yeah. at the end of the show, uh, or explaining relationships. I'm really excited this about is, this. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Over a thousand entries. We had over a thousand comments on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, if you do want to see uh, the pictures and the entries, go to the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page on Facebook. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe, you know, try to figure out what's going on with them. Are they twin flames? Are they yeah. kindred spirits? I'm going to go really deep, like go I deep. do in a reading. Oh, wow. Like, I'm going to go real deep. So I'm excited about that. Okay. All right. So we're going to do that. All right. But first, all right. So let me talk about that. How did you come up with this idea? So I'm watching, you know, in my great philosopher's mind. Yeah. I'm watching Love is Blind You're <laughs> season watching Love two is- okay. on Netflix. All right. So. Which right. I watch completely alone. Yes. Because you. I don't even bother trying to get you involved. No, I well, remember if you if you go back to I think it was a couple of years ago, I had put on my vision board that I was done with the bachelor. It's it's I think it's better than the bachelor. No, I know. But what happened is actually I evolved <laughs> from there. Oh. So I actually I got rid of the bachelor in my life. Yes. I, I don't watch it anymore. I, I don't I have no idea what's going on. Right. And then it actually kept going. Right. So now I don't watch any reality TV. Okay. I've totally You're watched, right, you don't. Unless it's zero. a documentary right. about climbing or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch like a documentary, but right. I won't watch any reality TV anymore. Reality I'm, like scripted TV It's stuff. totally out of my life. Well, Love is Blind. I'm watching Love is Blind. So do you know the premise of it? I don't think you do. I have no idea. Okay, so I don't want to give spoilers. I'm not going to give spoilers. I am going to do um like the cast readings on my Instagram. So you can just like follow me there and look in the stories. You know, I'm purple, so I can't tell you when this is happening, but it will. But anyway, so... um. The premise is the producers pick like, I don't know how many people, let's say like 20 people, right? Okay. And, you know, maybe 10 guys and 10 girls and they put them in these things called pods. So you go on, you go in a pod and then you talk to a wall and then another person's on the other side of it. So, okay. so you have dates with quotes around it where you're basically getting to know people just by talking to them, but you don't see them at all. Okay, so all you do is hear their voice. That's it. And you have like, you know, really long, good conversations with them and you write down like who you connect to or who you don't. Do they disguise the voice? No. You know how like they do like when a criminal is no. doing an you investigation you get your voice. You okay. totally get the oh, real okay. voice. Because yeah. I was saying if you disguise the voice. That would be better. Then you wouldn't know like if it's that's, male, female. That's interesting because a lot of times whatever. when they meet each other, they say, wow, you don't look like your voice. Right, right. Which I think a lot of people... Yeah. don't actually look like yeah. their voice, you know? So anyway, so that is, that would, might be a good idea. I'm going to pitch it. Yeah. So anyway, so what's interesting is in season one, like I think two couples got, a lot of them got engaged and like two got married and are still married. So it works. There's something about it that definitely works better than like these other love shows, which is really cool. So I think, and, and this season, it looks like that's happening too. Like people are really, I feel like viewers connect to it because they're like, wow, like this actually works. And so it's an, I think it's an interesting concept, although producers are producers and they put in like people with this season, I noticed more insecurities than other seasons. And it's hosted by Vanessa and Nick Lachey. And I swear to God, they only come on 
to talk about insecurities. So they're always like, oh, let's see if these people can get past their insecurities. And like, they're like, let's see if they can, let's see if she can get past her insecurity and he can get past his insecurity. And they use that word, like they salt and pepper it all over the place. Oh, my insecurities and his insecurities and our insecurities and insecurity. Like, what the heck are these hor- like insecurities they keep talking about that they know get in their way and they're just trying so hard to like get past them. Okay. And so I was like, man, what's really interesting to me is, and this one couple, and I don't want to like give it away if you don't know who matched up with who, but this one guy, he's yellow purple and he matched up and he picked two girls that are both yellow purple. So I thought that was really interesting. And he, I don't know if you, you can, it's like a love triangle, yellow purple situation. And then he ends up picking the one yellow purple girl. And now they're in Mexico together or whatever. But you see where each other's insecurities are like, <laughs> are bugging each other yet are very similar. Right. So I find, and I was sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I need to do an episode on this because insecurities are truly a magnet. Like whatever you're insecure about, you're going to attract that into your life for the purpose of fixing it. But most people don't see it that way. They just get angry at it or try to avoid it or, I don't know, make it about something else or project it or whatever. And so the pattern continues. Okay. So that's where I got this idea <laughs> from, from Love is Blind and Vanessa Lachey, like their insecurities, like the entire, <laughs> the entire episode. That, she says that all the time. And then there's like Netflix music constantly. And if you don't know what Netflix music is, well, you do. Yeah, I do. It's like Selling Sunset's like a big culprit of it. And this this is too. Where they, I don't know where they get these artists from, but they're just like, love is blind, love is blind. Like all the time. Or like it's a segue moment and it's like, going to Mexico, going to Mexico. It's like, where's this song from? Why is it so appropriate <laughs> for this show? Could, could the problem be also that they're all yellow purple in that case? Like, would I'm just curious. Adam, yeah. I know it's a little off topic, but would a yellow purple and another yellow purple kind of conflict in a relationship? If it was like a yellow romantic purples, relationship yeah, or something? Yeah, well, I mean, any, you know, yellow purples are often super duper hard on themselves, which makes them super duper hard on other people. So yellow purples usually need a more lax energy to be like, whatever, babe, you know, go with the flow. Like you need something done that way. We'll just, all right, fine. I need to do this. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Like they need a more chill person. So the fact that this is like, this was like a yellow purple love triangle thing, like especially the one yellow purple girl who ended up not going with the yellow purple guy, she ended up going with somebody else. And if you watch the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, That one is like constantly finding faults with her partner. And it's really because she has faults with herself. So that's just like projected insecurities, like the things that you don't like about yourself. If you see that in somebody else, or if you see their perfectionism, or if you see how they are, or their weird things that they do or whatever, it reminds you like, oh, that's like me. And it gives you this feeling of separateness that you almost want to attack in someone else. So the yellow purple couple that ended up, they're like kind of attacking each other all the time. Like, oh, you're such a jerk. You're such a jerk. You're so gross. You're disgusting. And it's like, it's not really funny. It's more kind of like, oh, like the couple you don't want to be around because they both have their own issues and they're just attacking each other for it. So I can see that being a yellow purple problem if you haven't dealt with your stuff. Okay. So because a lot of yellow people are very much like, no, this is what time dinner is. You don't have it this time. You don't have it that time. Or what are you talking about? You know, we're going to have this great time, but we have to do it this way. They're kind of, they want to be on top of things or in control. 
Um, and they're very hard on themselves. So they need somebody who's like, yeah, cool, whatever you want, or yeah, totally, or, or can give it back to them and be like, hey, you know, don't talk to me that way. And then they're like, sorry, you know, but th- these couples aren't doing that. So it's almost like they're in this context, this, this what is it, MAA fighter ring or something, yeah. like where they're just like going at it and it's like stressful to watch. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, not only I, I think for the yellow purple, I think for any aura color combo, if you're dating in a maybe in a romantic way, like I wouldn't want to date a red blue either. That I mean, that would be like yeah. chaos with for me. You're dating yourself, yeah, is it, absolutely. It can be a great thing, but it can be a really tough it'd thing. Be tough, yeah. Because I'll see like like blue purples date each other. So you know, blue and purples are like kind of both empath colors. Purples are more spontaneous. Blues are more sensitive. So when they kind of date each other, they're both like. I don't know who decides who to go, how, where to go out to eat. Yeah. Like, like they must hit walls sometimes, like loops. Like, <laughs> I don't care. What do you want to eat? Well, I don't care. What do you want? Well, right. I don't care. What do you want? And right. it must go on forever. Right. <laughs> like, like, it would drive me insane because sometimes I don't know what I want, you know? And I need yeah. somebody else to just freaking suggest it. Yeah. Oh, wow. This would be, I mean, I know we're going to do some of these relationships later, <laughs> yeah. but like now, now it's got my head spinning. Like, what if two pink pigs got together oh my god what if two turk oh like two turquoises like they'd be <laughs> each kind of mirroring each other's moves like it'd be like a never-ending like mirror going on that's be, like that's like i think like the turquoises relationships like when turquoises get with other turquoises yeah it's kind of like they just chase each other's tails yeah a I mean, lot. that's right that's they what i'm saying yeah yeah you're yeah, right they yeah. can go in loops yeah like like loops of like it's hard to move forward yeah. Or move backwards. It's they kind of stay very much in that spot. So yeah. that can be hard because, wow. like, just like when you play the uh, the mimic game with somebody, like you know when the kids start mimicking you, and you're like, oh geez. And the only way to get over it is just be silent for like an hour until they go away. That's kind of like <laughs> turquoise. <laughs> oh my people. gosh! All right. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's or great. you and Bree because you're both red. Right. So I see you two. You two with the playlist. Like she has a playlist and you have a playlist in the house. And you two will not stop asserting whose playlist. It, like it, it's the battle that never ends. Like all of a sudden I'm hearing her playlist. Then there's like old songs. I'm hearing your, your playlist back and forth. And like the battle never stops. It's yeah. like neither of you take a break. No, no. And she actually gets <laughs> mad at me if I say I don't like the song. And you get mad at her the same way. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you do. That's you true. get mad at her if she's like, this is stupid. And you're like, no, it's not. All right. Right. All right. And yeah. All right. It's yeah. just funny. So I think. I can't yeah, argue that. It's true. I mean, insecurities can happen in any relationship, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, the similar aura colors yeah, for sure. I can see that. Because you see yourself in them. Yeah. And there's the parts that you're not thrilled with, like I'm in front of you. And it's just, oh, I hate yeah. myself. So I'm just going to yell at you about it. Oh, man. Two, oh, wow. Like two red purples. Holy oh. cow. That's got to be like explosive. Oh, yeah. yeah well, a, I've seen that you said, Yeah, that that's, that's yeah. plays out sometimes. Oh, yeah. In the thing. All right. So we'll, we'll do a couple ads. When we come back, I'm going to talk about some of my deep-seated insecurities. Creating goals and habits, that always feels great when you first start out, but trying to stick with them in your already busy daily routine, that's another story. Personally, I have been trying to write a little bit every day in my journal. And I've tried this goal many, many times and have been just so unsuccessful because I just prioritize other things before that. Well, if you're like me and you need that extra coaching to keep you on track, it's time to try Fabulous. Fabulous is the habit building app that gives the tools and skills I need to feel healthier, more productive, and fulfilled. Fabulous helps me drop those bad habits while helping me build new healthy ones that stick. Unlike other wellness apps, 
Fabulous takes a holistic approach by focusing on self-improvement, mental and physical health, mindfulness, productivity to build a daily routine that works for me and my lifestyle. Fabulous uses behavioral science and breaks down those scientifically proven healthy habits into a daily routine of very small and doable tasks that that I can easily achieve every single day. So if your goal is to be healthier, Fabulous can help you make that change. The app that breaks the goal down into tiny achievable daily tasks like reminding you to drink water, exercise, or even disconnect and unplug. It's helped me write a little bit every single day. It reminds me and it congratulates me when I do it and I get to look back and see the progress that I've made. And to keep me on my toes, Fabulous also offers dedicated programs and challenges to adapt for your needs. You know, I really enjoyed the positive feedback I've been getting. I enjoyed when I kind of fell off the wagon. They they encouraged me to not give up completely and to keep going. So you can start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to the fab.com co slash KYI. That's the fab T H E F A B dot C O slash K Y A for 25% off fabulous premium. The fab dot co slash K Y A. With hybrid work becoming the norm, the strongest teams have two things in common, speed and alignment. Both come from having one hub where everyone can share work and processes, manage projects, and collaborate with clarity. For companies of all sizes, Notion provides one central and customizable workspace that can be tailored to fit any team and bring all teams together to get more done and move faster. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and much more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. With powerful integrations and seamless navigation, you'll have everything you need in one spot so you can make speed your advantage without the silos and context switching that slow companies down. Plus, Notion has a worldwide network of millions of users creating templates, tutorials, and new inspiration. The product is getting better all the time and you'll always have the support you need. Find out how Notion Maybe the missing piece your team needs to grow, get more done, and delight everyone who uses it in the process. Learn more and get started for free at notion.so. You can check it out on your own and invite as many folks as you want to see how it works. Take the first step toward an organized, happy team today. Again, at notion.so. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So, we're talking about some really deep insecurities today and how to deal with deep insecurities and what they actually mean. But you're saying that you have some unresolved insecurities too. I do. I do. And okay. I'm so, so insecure about these things. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable that, you know, I can't even come out and just say them straight like a normal human being. Yeah. Like a normal person would just do this segment. They'd be like, all right, this is my insecurity. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Could you help me through it, Mystic right. Michaela? Right. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I actually have to come up with a game that, you know, kind of a fun game to actually present it to you. Humor is your crutch. Yes. Humor is my crutch. That's correct. (laughs) All right. So basically what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you three things that I could possibly be insecure about. So screwed up. You should go to a psychologist Yeah, I need help. Yes, I need a lot of help. (laughs) You should go and – can you imagine going to a psychologist's office and be like, here are three things I want you to decide. (laughs) Right. Right. So like, yeah, maybe I can switch it to the middle. I don't know. But all right. Okay. Anyway, no. All right. So one of the three things that I say that I'm, act, I'm really insecure about, it's okay. true. 
I'm insecure about it. All right. The other two, no, I don't care. So I really could give two you know what. Two insecurities you don't care about and one you do care about. Yeah. Well, okay. actually, I'm not even insecure about those other two things. Like, it's two things. So one insecurity and yeah. two non-insecurities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but right. maybe you should be. We'll find out. Or maybe I should be. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So which of the following am I insecure about? Here okay. we go. One through three. Okay. Number one, that I do yoga. Okay. Okay. No, you can wait to the end if you want. I will. I'll okay. wait to the end. Number two, that in my first semester at college, well, we all know I went to Harvard, uh, but in my first semester of college, I had a GPA of 0.9. That's true. <laughs> no, these are all true things. These are all true yeah, things. Yeah, they're all true things. Right. Just which one am I insecure about? Okay. Okay. And I actually went to the University of Buffalo, Harvard. And okay. you had a 0.9 and I had, I had, GPA I, your I freshman had a, first semester. Yeah, for freshman first semester, I had a 0. 0.9. And I think the second semester, I had a, like a 1.3. <laughs> so there was some improvement there. Um <laughs> I thought I was an all star because they actually kept me in. It was like shocking that they well, were going to kick you, me out. You pay them, yeah. Well, yeah, we pay them. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Um, and the uh, the they I think they said they were going to kick me out if I didn't get like a two point five the next time or something or two point eight. I just oh, I just hope I don't have to relive that karma with the kids because yeah. I will freak out. And I think I <laughs> want you all to know. So I think sophomore year, first trimester, I might have got a two point eight or something like that. Two point five. Yeah. All right. And, all right. The, third and the third one, one is when I walk into Home Depot. <laughs> Okay, so so which one? One of these three, I am insecure about. That's three. But, okay, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Like you actually are. Oh my god. Yeah, we could tell. We that. recently just went to Home Depot. We did because I needed. Okay, when Scott and I go to Home Depot, we don't know what the heck we're doing. No. It's actually horrifically sad. Yeah, all we went in for was like. <laughs> Four half inch screws I don't even know or something. I, I think nuts and bolts or yeah, something. Yeah, I think we went I up for bolts or to something. Keep the bed up, right? <laughs> and, and the funniest thing is, we we found them, and it took us like twenty minutes to find them. Yeah, but they were it, the whole bill was like it would be fifty four cents. It would have been fifty four cents. That's it, right? But we're like, man, we're here. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't, and then I'm like, I'm in Home Depot. And then my insecurities are coming out here, and I can't just go up there and with my four screws and yeah. two bolts or whatever nonsense it yes. was. So I'm like, you know what? I need an axe. Yeah, so freaking random. Like, I want to buy you an axe. Yeah. So, so we go into like the the axe department. I don't yeah, know what you call it. Yeah, there's an axe aisle. Yeah, the axe aisle. Yeah. And I get one of those because, like, you know, we have some pavers in the roots. I want to chop the roots underneath yeah, which, the pavers. That's a whole other thing. People. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, okay. so I find this like little like little axe that I want. Well, you wanted the big one, and I'm yeah. like, you may get a small one. Fine, yes. Because you, you don't know how to use an axe. Right. You're like so, paw angles. So you like just, think you're like freaking, who's so the I, guy that chopped down all the trees? Or yeah, that Paul guy? Budget or Yeah, like, you think you're that guy. Yeah. But I let you get a tiny axe. Yeah, so I got the axe. <laughs> I'll put up a picture. And they had like these really cool gloves that you wear with and the you're axe. Like, I'm wearing like, gloves. I'm going to get these gloves. So Which I, I don't gloves. think you need unless you're like off the grid no, but whatever knew, no they were good so you got your gloves, yeah yeah because like sometimes my skin my skin between the thumb and the first <laughs> finger gets a little you know sensitive now you're walking up yeah you got the axe yeah and i bought a hose yeah and all the all this junk and you know hey you know so i was feeling a little less insecure about it you know you you do you do feel insecure when you go into home depot and here's the, and here's the best part so when i was actually working on the pavers chopping that root and abby comes up to me and she goes now there's a real man. Abby is <laughs> she taps because in. she's turquoise. She taps in. She has this ability to find the thread, and she's been doing it since she was three. Because 
can I tell the story? You can tell whatever you like. <laughs> when you st- when Scott stopped working, she, like I think you were having an insecurity issue about it or something, or you were part time. You were part time. Yeah, part time. I was making the switch over to being full time part of your business and manager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you were having some sort of like deep insecurity about. It. Now this is. Yeah, you know. Like, I really feel like you were. I probably was. Yeah, and she's only three people. Okay, yeah. and we're very. I don't know where the hell this came from. And she's like, I guess you don't work now, vagina man. You just <laughs> said that. That's what she told you. You went there. I did. That's fine. She's. she's I, said, I feel like she. She brought something out. We all laughed. We thought it was funny, but you're like, oh my, like the back to the whole gen- yeah, gender no, norms it, it, thing. And I, I, I yeah. wonder if she was tapping into your feeling yeah, of like, the, maybe I'm not a man now. Yeah. So I don't work no, she to did, like, like other it, guys. And then she called me that. She'd be like, what are you going to do now? Mop the floors? <laughs> yeah. You're going to mop the floor. And she's three. And yeah. we're like, what's she tapping into? And then you got your ax out and she's like, I guess you're a real man yeah, now. I'm right. like, where did she hear? Like, where did, I feel like she has a way of, Finding the parts of you that are. Yeah, I, I told you this segment is going to be tough for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You have brought it up. It's so right. I got to bring right. up. And, and I will say back to the whole gender, yeah. the gender aura yes. thing. I feel like a lot of men, and you just said that with the Home Depot thing, like you think you should. You didn't think I was going to make this deep, but here I go. Yeah. You think you should know what to do at Home Depot because you're a guy and you don't. And Maybe deep down somewhere, because I feel like Abby's picked it up here and there, you don't feel like a good person or a good man or a good something because of it? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm moving on to the next one. Okay. This should be, man. All right. Here we go. <laughs> what the listeners don't know about us. All right. <laughs> what three-year-old just says that? I, I, that was crazy, and we were just so shocked. All right. All right. Here we go again. All right. All right. One of these things I'm really insecure about. <laughs> The other two, I really don't care. All right, the first one. The fact that I like music by Gordon Lightfoot, Dan Fogelberg, and Jim Croce. Do you, right. do you know those songs? I even? do. Like uh, Dan yeah. Fogler, who's like leader of the band, I, old uh, Lang Syne, I think. Okay. It, you know, the Christmas song. I'm where, sure if I heard it, yeah, I'd know it. Gordon Lightfoot's like the wreck of the him. Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get caught listening to these songs. Okay, well, my parents listen to them, so I yeah, think okay. I know them. So that could them. be one. All right. Number two. I only knew one song from the uh, halftime show <laughs> at the Super Bowl. The, I knew the Eminem song, right. Lose Yourself. Okay. Right. So that's number two. Okay. And then number three, I enjoy live music at a hotel bar. You do? Yeah. So like, you know, like it's usually like the crappiest singers and like you, you go into the bar, you're, you're in a double tree, right? And you're in Pittsburgh in a double tree and there's like a weird guy singing some songs and I, I like it. I like it. The kids don't like it. And I always have to leave early and I really want to stay. Yeah. All right. So one of those three things I am insecure about. Which, which one do you think it, it was is? the Super Bowl one. Yeah, the Super Bowl one. Yeah, yeah. because yep. we're watching the Super Bowl with Bree, who's 12, and Bree knows all the songs. And like some of them were like out before she existed. <laughs> and you don't know one. It was actually, and, and usually you don't care that you don't know songs, but I think- But it was you, my time period. Yeah. It, one, it was your time period. Two, I think you saw the reaction to it from the crowd and the reaction like online and the reaction like everyone's like, oh my God, and like all the memes and everything that came out because everyone was like, this was great. Like everyone's like, wow, you know, we all know those songs. It really brought people together and you're just like, maybe I 
don't know things. Like, I think it really stretched you out. And even Brie, well, Brie knew, no, like, I, even the, the next episode. Like, she knew that one. Like, she knew everything. No, I, did, I knew the Eminem song. I listened to that song. I right. lo- and I love that song. I, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to admit this right here. I didn't know who Dr. Dre was. <gasps> I did not know who Dr. Dre was. Really? No, I had no idea. But you knew who Snoop Dogg was. I knew Snoop Dogg. You I know, know that Mary song. Mary J. Blige? Je- I didn't know who you she was. You didn't know her? I know. I and knew like, Gin and Juice from Snoop Dogg. That's the only Snoop Dogg song, song you know. Yeah. I mean, we can even say, like, you don't know hip-hop, but, like, these were songs that were on the radio, like, constantly. No. And I knew... Constantly. The, I knew the... Okay, then you then you played them all for me. Yeah, I played the 50 Cent song. And I knew that one. I, ju- I knew that one, but I right. couldn't make it out when he was, like, upside down singing. Okay. So but, I was like, what is he saying? Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know who it was, and I didn't know what he was singing. But when you played it for me, I knew the song. I think it I made you feel one. old. Well, I think the whole thing I, made you feel old or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. So that one, that that's the other one. The other one, I don't care. If I like Jim Croce, I like Jim Croce. Yeah. And I love a hotel, you know, terrible musician at a hotel bar. Yes. Who's like playing cover songs about Neil Diamond. And You'll own it. Everyone's like dancing. I'll go up there and dance. You're proud. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, most people will be like, what are you doing? All right. No, next one, right? Okay, next All right, one. So one of, the, again, one of these things I'm really insecure about and the other two, I just don't care. Okay. okay. Number one. I was a pizza delivery guy with a master's degree in history. Ooh, I so think I, you, you were insecure about that for a while. Okay, okay. I don't know if you care now. Okay. Number two, I was arrested for throwing eggs at a home on Halloween. Yeah, we told that story. Yeah, I forget what story episode that yeah. is. And number three. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That I can't drink a beer without puking. So all three of those oh, are true. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Right, so okay, it's know like one. one or three. Right, so um, num- number one, I don't care. Oh, you don't care? No. I, when I met you, you I did. I did maybe at that time. Because you Actually, were like 25 and you were a pizza guy. Yeah. And it really bothered you. Okay. Even now, you're like, I was the assistant manager. You're like Dwight. Yeah, I was the assistant manager. <laughs> you're like Dwight Shoot. I was assistant to, to, to the, the manager. To the manager. <laughs> assistant manager. Yeah. Assistant to the manager. Yeah. That's kind of how you would add, like, if somebody's like, you, you're a pizza guy, you're like, I'm an assistant manager. Like, you were yeah. a little bit like. You know, I wear it like a badge of honor. So okay, now no. you're okay. With yeah, I'm okay with that. The, the arrested the, thing. Now no, you have kids. Fun, funny story. Funny okay. Story, yeah. All right. The beer one that used to bother that doesn't bother me anymore. That was the one. That's the really? one. Really? Yeah. Oh, were you insecure it, about that? More in like again, that's like a man thing. Yeah, more in college. All right. Like more Abby's college. got you. Yeah, she's got me. No, <laughs> Mr. V. I, I, I know there's good. I I am ready for the memes that people are gonna make. Imagine about me. The curly the DMs hair. Get. Little cute. Like your own little daughter, just hi, Dave, vagina man. Like just comes up to you. Okay, okay. Off the floor. All right, all right. Can we just call it Mr. When, B? When you're having a moment, it's not a bad word. All right. All right. When you're having like a moment or whatever yeah. to yourself, like sitting there in your glumness, like what what am I doing with my life? And your yeah. three year old comes up and just like yeah. just hits it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, but again, the beer thing—it's well, like a manly thing. I yeah. Guess. I mean, here. Yeah, and here's the thing it's with okay the beer. Not to like beer. No, no, it's, but it's weird because, and again, this is from years ago, so I'm not, I don't really care about it anymore. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know if maybe I'm allergic to it or something. I have no idea. But, you might be. But what I would do is like, what, and I would always be like, you know, because I'd have, I, I would always have to turn out. Like in, in college, that's all you drank. You it's know, true. You you, no one could afford like anything more than a, yeah, you know, Molson beer or, or, or real Coors gross or whatever. vodka. Yeah, or right. Real gross vodka. So everyone would offer me a beer, and I always have to like turn it down. Like, so okay. I would actually, this is, you know, I'm, again, I'm going deep here today. I yeah. would actually go off sometimes on my own. Yeah. And just try to drink a beer myself. How oh, hot! Like by my, like you know, go out when no one was around. So sad. Just me, and I couldn't do it. Every I would have a sip of Coors beer, and I'd be puking. If you tried that much at your grades that semester yeah, as you I did liking had, beer, maybe I might have had a two point <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Well, you might but, just be. It could be like all the hops or something, because you get very. Um, <laughs> it could be. You get yeah, very because bread can make you a little gassy. Yeah. So maybe like beer cans. Yeah. You know, I figured that that saved me a few pounds over the years, so I'm True. actually proud of it now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can down a shot of whiskey yeah. very easily. Yeah. You know, but the beer I can't. I still can't drink it. If anyone offers me a beer, I never right. accept it. I've never, you know, so I've never. Yeah. I haven't maybe had a that's beer a guy college. thing. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a guy thing. It could all be. Right. All right, here's the last one. Okay. Okay, last insecurity. All right, so, you know, I've been trying, you know, ever since the Super Bowl, I have been trying to get more current. Wow. So, <laughs> all right, number one, I sing driver's license when I'm driving alone. Okay. You know, sometimes to myself, I'll be like, stop sign, red light, da, 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 you know, you know, suburbs, whatever. Okay. Right. So I, okay, so I sing driver's license alone. Again, right. every, the kids love this song. They play it like nonstop. Yes. So, okay. Number two. Uh, I sometimes forget to use soap when I shower. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I think you are insecure I, this, about that. This thing As probably you should, have. should be. And then number three, when my hair gets too long. Okay. What? Are, oh. So when my hair gets too long. Okay. So, so I don't think it's the first one. Okay. It's not the first one. I hope it's the second one. It, it, no. You know, sometimes I just forget. It's just, a, yeah, I forget. To, it's just pretty sad. I'm, I'm okay. You know, Abby, again, uh, two days ago, she was like, you know, daddy doesn't have soap in his shower. And she just took it upon herself to put it in there. I appreciate that because that was true. I was actually looking for a bar and I was like, eh, next She's time. She's like, I'm just going to put it in there for him. Like, yeah. yeah, thanks, Abby. It was like two showers where I was just like, So what's well, your hair? Is it the time. hair thing? Yeah, when my hair gets long. Yeah. Like you even say this. Like sometimes when my hair gets long, I start to. You play with it too much. Yeah. I'll start to get a little like down. Oh, you do. Your mood changes. Yeah, my mood will shift a little bit. Yes. And I start not trying as much in life. Why? When my hair gets long. Well, I, I don't I hate when my hair gets long. It's well, just that's like, just anybody. It. Like, we all have a moment when we need to get to the salon. Yeah. Oh, I, are you ashamed of going to a woman's salon? Is that an insecurity for oh, you? No, I don't care about that. Oh, you don't? No, that's no totally I know you don't. No, like, you go to a full-on, like... Woman's salon. Yeah, like, you're the only guy in there. Everyone around you is getting, like, extensions and stuff. Yeah. No. And you're just in there, like, hey. Yeah, I'm, like, there. They, they give me, like, the... What do you call it? The shampoo and... Yeah, they're nice to you they there. They massage my scalp like or whatever. Some, like, a lot of guys go to, like, um, I'm only, I like think, sports clips or something. Yeah. No, I don't care about that. They only have, like, three or four guy clients, they told me. So, I be- yeah, yeah, I believe it. There, yeah. I believe it. No, but, yeah, I, I you know, I get I get insecure when my hair is long. Okay, and I, think, I don't know. You know it gets a that's poof- normal. It gets a little poofy. <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> that's, that's that just, bothers me. It just bothers me. I don't know if that's an insecurity. Okay, that's not an insecurity. No. Right, so then maybe it's maybe it's the driver's license one then. All right. Well, I feel like we've really figured you out. Or I think so. Mostly our turquoise kid, Abby, has figured you out. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and has used terrible insults to get you in touch with what your real issues are. All right. Well, when we come back, we go, we'll do a couple ads. You're going to do your speech, and then still we have to explain those couples. Hey, Scott. When do you like to use dad grass? Well, before I start to mop the floors, you know, they call me Mr. V. I like to light up with my dad grass. Oh, that's great because dad grass is legal, organic, smokable hemp and tinctures that relax your body and mellow your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints and tinctures are very low in THC and high in CBD so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. And if you're traveling this season, there's no need to worry. Take it with you wherever you go. TSA approved. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. And now they offer the finest tinctures on the market. 
all the mellow goodness of Dadgrass in a bottle, no smoke required. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. I love my BetterHelp sessions. I talk about them all the time. Honestly, they keep me on track, and it's just somebody impartial and professional to run things by and gives me amazing life-changing help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. That's BetterHelp. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. We hear the word insecurity all the time, and we all have insecurities, but I wanted to do my own take on it because I couldn't find anything out there that reflected what, what I've discovered in my own life and through doing readings for people and how I feel it can be seen in a different way. I feel like if we see our insecurities in this way that I'm going to talk about today, I feel like we'll have more control over them. So let's get into it. What are you insecure about? Whatever it is, I'm telling you, insecurity is very normal. What's holding any of us back in life is when we don't admit what it is or we don't search within to find it. Insecurity is something which causes a major imbalance within you, and the universe loves to point out an imbalance. What I have found is that insecurities are basically a magnet for whatever you are fearful of to manifest in your life. Insecurities are basically like the perfect way to manifest something through the insecurities. Now, I know that can be freaky, so we're going to talk about it, so don't get scared. It's just we have to see what it does when it festers there. It's actually manifesting whatever it is that you're insecure about to happen. It can manifest these things in relationships, situations, jobs, opportunities, anywhere really. But whatever you are insecure about will keep showing up until you address it. You don't have to fix it, but you have to address it. When anyone is insecure, the universe just wants to show you in a multitude of creative and stressful ways for the purpose of you being able to see it. You will always get hit in life in the place that you're weakest. This is why when something bothers someone else but not you or vice versa, that there's an insecurity involved. It's, it's rubbing up against an insecurity. So you'll see that with a friend and you, maybe you like walk into a store and the uh, salesperson addresses you both in a similar way and your friend has an issue with it, but you really don't. It's rubbing against that person's, her own insecurity, not yours. 
we all live in the same world, but our insecurities along with lots of other things give us different filters on it. So if something bothers you, um, it usually, you can, you can follow that little, uh, rope down to wherever the wound is and that's where your insecurity is. Think of it this way. When you're losing air in your tire, okay, let's say, you know, your car has, uh, some sort of hole in it. They say the best way to spot that leak is to spray soapy water on the tire. Wherever it's bubbling, that's where the leak is. So you can fix it, but you have to make it bubble first. Anytime you get tripped up on an insecurity, you got to think of it as the universe spraying soapy water on you. It's an opportunity for you to feel the bubbles, see where it's bugging you, see where there's the leak, so you can fix it. You can figure it out. I notice with insecurities, we tend to draw the symbolic representation of them in our lives, like a magnet. It just symbolically or metaphorically will appear. In dating, for example, when I'm reading people who are dating, I see this all the time. Whatever you're most insecure of, that's who's going to show up at the restaurant sitting there waiting for you to meet them. It's important to notice it so you, so you don't do that anymore. Uh, You know, I read a lot of people, I go right to the insecurities, they live in your aura. Like I said, it's normal. I have them too. And sometimes I ask for pictures of people's exes, for example, and then their current relationships in order to see how patterns have manifested. So just to talk about insecurities and dating, a lot of you that I read, you'll have the same issue over and over and over and over again. And really it's just your insecurity manifesting into dates. And until you realize it and see it, it's and, and not just realize it and see it, but work on it, it's not going to change. And then you have to accept different behavior from people and catch yourself falling back into familiar patterns for yourself, which usually is about you protecting your insecurity. Here's a few examples of how insecurities manifest in relationships. I mean, and here's the thing, with examples... I find insecurities are so nuanced to you. So there's like broad, I'm gonna, we're going to be talking about like broad scoping insecurities, but really your insecurities, they're like custom made, they're custom ordered your thing. So we can talk about them broadly, but honestly, you got to go in there and really find the nuanced insecurities that you've, that you have and you've created and, and that exist in you for it to really hit, for it to really resonate. But hopefully this will help kind of jog that process a bit. So for example, the person who is terrified of being lied to, like that's their obsessive insecurity, like trust or whatever, they they often are the ones getting cheated on. Or the person who is very insecure about their weight, they feel horrible at how they look or they obsess over it to the point of feeling completely worthless. Oftentimes they'll get, they'll become a subject of ridicule of people in their lives for it. Or they'll, they'll all of a sudden be open to unsolicited advice from people about their weight or things like that. A person who ends up constantly in the mom role in all relationships will get pushed aside by the people who are supposed to notice them. So you always care about everybody else's feelings. Now your birthday's coming around. Nobody celebrated it. Whoa, what what just happened here? Well, you know, that was your insecurity attention. And then so you attract the people that didn't give it to you. The person who never had a voice gets in a ton of situations where they have to speak up for themselves and they're in, in situations where there's confrontation and often, you know, they're, they want to flee the situation and they do that a lot, but it just keeps happening. 
the person who has never been allowed to be the special one has something taken from them that's theirs. Like you're worried that your work will be taken from you or stolen because that's what had happened in the past when you had less control. The person who felt out of control as a, as a child has situations over and over and over again that put them back in that familiar state of powerlessness, maybe with money or people around you or how you're treated, emotional relationships, etc. Basically, the universe is constantly sending you into contexts in which to seek out your own insecurities. The reason is that when you have an insecurity and you're constantly covering it up, your, your energy is out of whack. And it actually takes less energy to be 100% yourself and just admit whatever your insecurity is than to constantly cover it up and hold back. It's just a lot of programming. A lot of our programming tells us that covering it up is better than just admitting to it and just letting it kind of like hang out, hang out in the open. Side note, sometimes in readings, if I get your, your cats or your dogs or whatever, the best part best part about it is that they show me all your insecurities they just do and they don't because they're animals they don't associate like bad or good with insecurities it's just you know you know mom's nervous you know dad he comes in he thinks he knows what he's doing but he actually doesn't have control and it triggers him and it's all these like things that you don't know you're feeling or you don't know the vibes you're putting off but the animals will show me and that's why just randomly, like if you have pets or whatever, the way they treat you is oftentimes how the universe is treating you. As my cat consistently tries to kill me as I walk down the stairs, what does that mean? You know, so it's just something to pay attention to because like the way that, you know, if you have pets, the universe really does reflect a lot in them in little microscopic ways. Just side note, random. Okay. Insecurities often come from fear. Fear that you're not enough in some capacity. Fear that you won't be taken care of or that you can't survive unless something intervenes for you. It's this beast inside of you which needs to be constantly fed. But first it hides from you. So you are feeding it, but you don't know what it is that you're feeding. You feed it by asking repetitive questions of the people in your life or by obsessing and worrying about things that you have no control over or by creating storylines in your mind which are fictional or by talking to yourself so horrifically that you can't get out of your own way. You feed it by living the same scenario over and over and over again where you deny and avoid and sidestep the truth of your insecurity only to find it looking at you in the face the way you fear it would always happen. You can only accept in your life that which you feel you are worth. Think about that. Either subconsciously or consciously. So the things that you don't self-realize, they are going to bite you. You don't have to fix your insecurities, but you do have to acknowledge them. Life will only ever treat you at your baseline place where you accept yourself. The baseline place you accept yourself is where all your insecurities are. So exploring them when they come up can make you level up your life immensely. You're only going to get treated as good as you treat yourself on your most subconscious plane. So any behavior that's like better than that or worse than that, you won't accept. You'll only accept at that baseline. So you want to treat yourself better so that better things come to you. But you have to go in there and deal with the insecurities in order to do it. So if you had to earn love by being perfect as a child, there can be very 
many opportunities to feel insecure in lots of different contexts. Perhaps you're waiting for your partner to cheat or you're waiting for someone to come steal your promotion or you're ready for all your work to be taken from you because deep down you feel totally worthless and unable to keep anything for you. You aren't worthy of it, deserving, and the only state of being that works for you is that of the person who loses, not the one who wins. I always say on here, we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us unless we sit with that and make steps to change it. So that's what we're doing today with insecurity. So right now, think about it. Like, what are you insecure about? You know, is it your weight, your looks? Is it your talent, your voice? Is it feeling like you're not going to have a happy life if you self-advocate? Do you often find yourself acquiescing to the things others want from you because you know that's the only way? Do you fear poverty? Are you terrified people will see you and judge? Whatever it is, you just have to let it flow out of you. It can be the most, a lot of times they're very sad things to you. There's something that's like, wow, that's so sad. I can't believe I just admitted that. You don't even want to admit it to yourself. But you have to, and you have to let it come out. And you're just talking to you and you and you. You're not telling anybody else right now. You're just telling yourself. So just make, make a little safe space for you to, to see where your insecurities are coming from. So the best way to identify insecurities is to really pay attention. Pay attention to what you fear someone saying about you. Pay attention to which stories you create in your head uh, as to why somebody didn't call you back about what will happen that's going to interfere with that happy thing on the horizon. Oh, you know, we just signed for a house. Oh, you know, know, don't jinx it because this is this and might happen. Um, before we sign the contract or da 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 or health or because a lot of times we though the the things that go on in our head they reveal a lot of the insecurities the what ifs or the what somebody's saying or the what they probably think about me all that in those fictional little atmospheres we create that's where your insecurity is being fed so pay attention to that kind of stuff when you don't have control and you want to like create answers that you don't have, that's a lot of of times where your insecurities can expose themselves. So pay attention to those things. Explore the things you tell yourself, that running commentary in your head, the feeling of sickness and anxiety when confronted with somebody in your life, confrontation or someone you don't like or something. Insecurities are resting on this feeling of powerlessness. That's where they live. They rest on top of there. This feeling of complete vulnerability. They're this false sense of stabilization. Insecurities are lies we tell ourselves about controlling this whole of a feeling within us. And inevitably, we are faced with the fact in these contexts the universe will send us that we have no control over and we never did. We feel the emptiness so pronounced. When you get that insecurity poked at, What really is going on is it just lifts the veil over that energetic hole inside of you. We never learn to deal with that energetic hole, that bottomless pit of that. So we only learn to cover it up and cover it up in not the best way. Like we're covering it up with a lot, a lot of like, like the first little piggy who made his house of straw. Like that's what we're creating over these holes. Like it's not good. So like we're, we're real nervous about it getting blown down. And it does quite often. And then we're like, oh, we can't handle it. So we build it back up. It doesn't work. It's like this constant pattern. And that's what I see with people. I see, I do it with myself too. I do it with myself too. And we're just so good at hiding the process from ourselves. It hurts so terribly to realize an insecurity. We use it 
as some sort of barometer for our worth. And this is the thing. This is the thing I really wanted to hit home for you all and had to, I had to talk all the way to get here to get to it. You, at some point, created a bridge between what you're insecure about and your self-worth. And they are not related. Okay? That, if you can understand that, you'll see why you'll take your power back. So, for example, okay, let's say you have some insecurity with your body, all right? And a little kid comes up to you and says, I don't know, they say something about you that hits the nail right on the head. Like, your nose is crooked or, like, whatever the thing is about your body you don't like and you're, like, stressed out your whole life about it. And some little kid says it. Oh, my God. The sucker punch. The stress. The feeling. The holy crap. What's underneath that? I'm a worthless person. Well, what does your appearance have to do with your self-worth? Or you're so worried about somebody cheating on you. You're so worried of being the fool. You're so worried about somebody lying to you. Your boyfriend cheats on you. Ugh, you're mad. You're angry. But what's underneath it? I'm so worthless. That's really what happened. You took your insecurity and you created this little bridge over to what it means about your self-worth. I mean, I did it too. We all do it. That's the bridge. That's the chain that keeps it on you. Once you see that one thing has zero to do with the other thing, you get your power back. Easier said than done. But what I've noticed with these things is sometimes if you really get it in the moment, if you really see it in the moment, you can break it immediately. Now I will give you my own vulnerable story. This is 100% true and very vulnerable, and I don't usually like to talk about myself, but here I go. Okay, I did not grow up with a lot of money, okay, like at all. And I was recently, we'll just call them relatives because I don't want to call people out. I was recently talking to a relative about how another relative of ours was getting their child a bike, okay? So... Uh, This person has a child the same age as my youngest, all right? So this person was telling me how our mutual relative was bike shopping for their kid, who's, again, the same age as my own littlest one. And I innocently, simply because I was just like, had my guard down or just talking or whatever, I'm like, oh, did they go to Target or Walmart? Because, like, they got great bikes there, and that's where I got Abby's bike. Oh, my God. (laughs) This person starts laughing at me, okay? Now, I'm not related to this person but they're in the family. Let's put it that way. They start laughing at me. Oh, Megan. (laughs) Oh my God. No, no, Megan. They go to an actual bike shop. Oh my God. They wouldn't be caught dead on one of those bikes, Megan. (laughs) Well, I immediately, (laughs) that, that, Blew, the, blew right off the cover on my energy hole right there, my insecurity. I felt so triggered. I felt like this horrible mother. I was back to that poor little kid I was for a very long time in my life, that sense of powerlessness. I was shaking. I, I just got kicked back to that feeling I was way back when, all right? I felt really small. I felt really ashamed. I felt like a really bad mom. And then I processed it. And, you know, it took me like eight days to process it because I'm an indigo. So I just, you know how it is. Some of you, and, and that's why I love to befriend the people that aren't like this, but I'm not like this. It takes me days to, <laughs> it takes me days to process. Like eight days later, I'm like, wait a second. 
Megan, get over it. That's your insecurity. That has nothing to do with your self-worth, okay? Um, that has abs- That's just a leftover energy hole. Oop, you had that covered up for a while. You forgot it was there. Thank you, person who said that because it just blew my cover right off that one and I have to fix it. I have to not even fix it. I just have to notice it because like it's probably never going anywhere because it's from like trauma and it's probably never going anywhere. But at least I can know that it's got nothing to do with my self-worth. It's just a leftover issue. So fast forward. Okay. I am recently in a situation where I only have one car. So Scott and I only have one car because the prices of cars are like crazy and we had to turn in our second car and I don't know, it was like triple the cost to get another one. And we're like, let's just wait and see if the prices go down or whatever. Okay. So as a kid, if we had a car, it was like an awful car. Okay. So like I never had a car growing up and if we did, it didn't work. And it was always like a source of major stress for me, you know, what people would think and, you know poverty and all that kind of stuff. So it was always like, I don't know, it's like a trigger point for me as a kid. But now I only have one car. Okay. So nosy neighbor, uh, you know, gets me, you know, when I'm outside, uh, well, you only, I see only have one car, you know, what's the other one in the shop? And I know her intention isn't like she really cares about me or anything. Like I think she sees me as a podcaster and she's like, what are you doing? You know, you're an aura reader and maybe you don't make money. Like what's going on? Like I feel that stuff going on. But at the same time, I didn't get triggered. I was like, oh my gosh, like old me would have gotten very, very triggered and ashamed or whatever. And I was just like, nope, we only have one car now. Mm-hmm. It's out in the shop. Thank you. That's what's going on. Okay. No, you never talked to me any other time. So, you know, but in my head, I didn't get triggered. I was really like proud of myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I must, it didn't burn as much. So I felt like, I acknowledged my trigger. Did it feel great? No, but was it as, did I associate it to my self-worth like I would have done in the past? No. So I applauded myself, which we all must do when we do these things. I was like, good job, me. And I was really proud of myself kind of understanding her judgment or assumptions meant nothing about me. They were just her own storyline based off of whatever issue she has in life or however she values people's self-worth or whatever. It had nothing to do with my own. And I was really proud of myself. So I hope you all celebrate yourself when you do that too. So I just want you to know that because I always read you guys and I always feel all your insecurities and stuff. And I've got my own. So it's not it's not like we're immune to it. We all have something and it's okay. And, and I'm telling you, when you find it, you can feel so free. So sometimes when you're insecure, perhaps in a relationship, for example, I see this a lot. Like you, a lot of you put your own needs aside all the time and ignore any sort of need to speak up for yourself. Okay. And why don't we speak up for ourselves to other people? Why don't we, you know, that fragile cover up we threw over that energy hole, that pit of insecurity, it's delicate and disturbing Disturbing it reminds us, it reminds us that there is such a hole, that there is such a place of intense and desperate need. And we are trying so hard to avoid that. Feeling it is this whoosh of energy and we spend so much time avoiding confronting it. But those places, they do not go away and the covers we put on them, we spend more time worrying about them than dealing with the actual issue itself. 
And all the universe wants to do to you is put your energy in balanced and worthy places, places which flow. So when you are running around fixing insecurities and maintaining them and maintaining the covers over them, instead of healing the reasons behind them, you will get called out and you'll get called out often. And the solution is just to hear it and to feel it and acknowledge it. That's it. At the end of the day, you've just got to know what your insecurities are because the universe is sending you triggers until you do. And triggers are super annoying and we're sick of them already. So let's just figure out what they're trying to get us to notice because I'm telling you our insecurities can be our friends. They're just letting you know what happened to you. They're letting you know where you were hurt. They're letting you know what it is that you need, what you're not saying, what happened to you in the past, what traumas lie unhealed. They are telling you a story and they're just asking you to listen to it. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Let, let me Before we start the, this next segment, this new segment, yeah. let me just ask you, is it more, is it Weird that I feel more insecure now than when we started. I'm so sorry. I don't think you understood the Home Depot okay. thing had such major insecurity yeah, I mean, issues I, I, underneath it. It's weird when I well, I had to, I must have been there because I put it together when I was doing, you know, putting my uh, yeah questions together. It was crazy because like you, you're trying to be funny, but then it got kind of yeah, deep, and then like you know, right. Abby's been calling you out for years now. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah. All right, you're, I, you know, you're I, a real man. Scott. I am fearful of the memes because you know, <laughs> pretty much every episode, a couple of people take it upon themselves to create a meme. You know, last time someone made me on the Harvard Row team. There've been other things that they do with me. You yeah. know, all these things. So I'm very fearful right now that I'm going to get a lot of Mr. V just, type memes Mr. about me. Mr. V, you can't say it. You yeah, can't. Yeah, say I can't it. even say it. All right. All right. Well, let's let's, let's bring it back right, to the audience right. here. Yes. Okay. All right, so we were doing a new segment. We asked on the Mystic Michaela spiritual fa- Facebook page on uh, Facebook, uh, we want to or explain your relationship, specifically you. I think you're going to do most of the, the work here on this. Okay. So what we had them do is put in a picture of them, themselves and with someone else in their life. Um, you asked, you know, if they could do separate pictures, include a little bit of back backstory, and this way uh, you can deep dive into that, okay? Yeah. So we're, we're, we, we had a lot. We had a lot of episodes, uh, a lot of uh, entries. entries. We're going to do a few today, and in future episodes, we'll do a few Yeah, more. this will be like an ongoing segment. Yeah. I really wanted, my goal with this was to like deep dive the way I do in readings. So I'm going to go deep. Here we go. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm starting with Ken. Ken K, we'll say. She says, this is my boyfriend and I. We've been together for a little over two years now and just moved across the country from California to New York City together. I'm purple blue and I'm pretty sure he's purple, but unsure of the other color. It's either green or red. I'm very much in love though. And so is he. We have worked through a lot and been through a lot together. I definitely think we're soulmates. I also think a past life connection is there as well. Okay, so I love this because she gave me a picture of them together and then individually, which helps me a lot. So what are her colors? All right, so when I look at her, she is... Purple and blue. And just now I'm just going to read her picture first. So when I read her, I see that she has done a lot in the area of finding her voice and confidence and speaking up for herself. I get a lot of relationships in the past where people underestimate her, where she doesn't feel like she had a voice. She didn't feel like her feelings were valid. I feel like there was a big lesson in her life and she did it with this guy, um, as he helped and supported her was self-advocating for things that she felt was important, not just frivolous or silly because they're quote emotional or whatever. And I get that 
she had to balance her need to like be with somebody with also being independent. So this move must have been a big deal for her, uh, a big deal. And I get that she's really found her strength in being 100% herself and self-advocating. Um, him, it's interesting. He's def- He is purple. He's purple green, purple but green. he okay. does wear a little bit of red, which I will see with people who do business things. So he feels like he works in like a green field, so something with money or something where he's like, I don't know, systems or something. I don't understand, but he's got to do it in a red way. So he might be like a little salesy or he might be like dealing with a lot of teams or different pieces of the puzzle. He's always got to kind of finagle it or be red aura about a little bit like leadership, but he definitely feels like he can be very stuck in his ways. <laughs> so I get that he, it's, it was this, and I'm looking at them together now. So like when I see them together, I get that he's really had to work on listening. And he's really had to work on taking somebody and reevaluating his own idea of what compromise is to let her in because he loves her. And he loves her so much that he's, and this was a big deal for him, has gone in and switched around the way he sees the world. That's a big deal for green purples to go in there and be like, hey, wait a second, because they're very, they can get very stuck on their ideals because it's worked for them for so long. But like, he went in there and he rearranged things to accommodate for her. And she made sure he did that and he did that for her. So that when they're talking about the hard times, I can see him being very stubborn for a long time or not always listening to her or her like kind of, I don't know, reverting back to being emotional and then him being like, see, you're emotional. I told you like that kind of silly stuff, just miscommunication. But now I get that their hearts are very much aligned and that we're going to be together no matter what. So anything else that happens is just noise and we can get through it. And we understand that we both have each other's best interests at heart, even if it we mess up or we say the wrong thing or whatever, like we know we're on the same page. So I get that she's had to advocate for herself and he's had to change his thinking patterns around huge deal and a big show of love when you're a green purple. Cause that's not easy for them to do that. Cause wow. I feel like he's made his career by having a lot of self-confidence in how he sees things and he doesn't change it for other people. That's the thing. Like somebody like him, they've made their money. They've made their, their worth. They made their name. They've made their legacy by not giving into other people's stuff, being open to it and hearing it, but not changing or shifting, you know, that's how they stay on top. But in the relationship, he had to do that and he did it. And that's huge. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. All right. So one more time, give, give the handle so, you know, because people might want to see the picture. That's Ken K. I don't want to give the last no, name. No, don't give the last name. So they would look up Ken K. Ken K. On the Facebook page. Yeah. Mr. Pandle's you know what I'll do? I'll screenshot them. And then just in the group, I'll be like, these are the people that we did today. Okay. Like that. Just okay. so you can see who it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Oh, the next one I love because it's a mom and her daughter. Okay. So this is Christy with a K. Christy L. Okay. So she said, this is my daughter and I. We can be very alike in some ways but complete opposites in others. It's an interesting connection. And I loved this so much. Okay, so she gave me pictures of herself and her daughter um, separately. All right, so Christy is yellow, and there's like a little purple and a little blue. That's the mom. So she's a little purple and she's a little blue, but she's yellow. I wonder if as a kid, she was more like yellow pink though, because there's something with Christy's aura that she's definitely yellow, but that blue and purple, they look a little bit like, what are we doing here? Kind of in the energy. Now here's the thing. And I say this all the time when I'm doing one-on-one readings and it comes up now, 
not everyone's exactly going to fit like the aura mold when I talk about it because you're all unique. And sometimes I'll see you guys and like I'm looking at Christy right now and the way that the aura is set up is actually, it shows me that she's still, she's got to find herself still. And this makes me emotional, but being a mom's helping her do that. And her daughter is a huge teacher to her. Now her daughter is yellow and pink. I feel like Christy probably was yellow pink when she was a kid. And now she has a yellow pink daughter. But the difference is, is I don't feel like Christy was supported in that, which is like, whatever, that's what happens when parents don't know and it's okay. And they all do their best, whatever. But she's definitely helping her daughter be a hundred percent herself. And Christy's having her daughter teach her things. When I look at um, Christy's daughter and I see the picture of them together, I see Christy's daughter's, um, the daughter's energy is very pink and very yellow, very bright and shining. She's a mother to her mother in a lot of ways. So I get a friendship, a sisterhood connection, a soulmate connection. I get a teacher, a healing thing going on there. She's teaching her mother how to let go, how to be herself, how to be safe, how to feel excited about things again. She is helping her mom be a kid again and connect to her inner child, which I feel like was a really it was a, there's some sort of sad loss there for Christy with her own inner child and her daughter's helping her get that back. And it feels so sweet. And because Christy listens to her kid and because Christy's like, okay, like, you know, obviously she's the mother and I'm sure she has to put her foot down sometimes a lot, but I feel like Christy gives her daughter enough context to feel like, oh my gosh, look, see, I'm listening to and everything I'm doing is helping. And it's just really this beautiful bubble of love where everyone's healing each other. It's really sweet. So I just loved, I loved that connection. Wow. Hey, I'm going to say something here. Listening to you do this, and I, again, I have listened to you do this many, many times. I've seen you go up to, I've said this on the podcast before, I've seen you go up to CEOs, I've seen you do it in front of rooms without hesitation. And I, and again, all they sent you was a picture. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, my red aura, like, you know, and I'm, again, I'm like the biggest skeptic, but how the heck do you get all that from a picture? I don't know. It's, Sometimes it's I just look at it and I'm like, don't you see it? Because like, I see this picture, no, no, for example, of Christy and her daughter right here. And like, don't you see what a mom that daughter is to her mother? Like, don't you see? No, like, I, like her daughter like, is I, so sweet and confident and fun and bubbly and like the best friend to other uh, people. And she seems like, like I, an old soul. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I mean, I still remember the time you asked me if I saw colors around people. I told you. <laughs> Oh, are you crazy? Some of some of some of the people but, listening are like, yeah, I do. Like they but, get it. Yeah, but you know, it's like to me, like no, I don't see that. And like for you to, it's just you know, look. All I'm saying, I'm paying you the hugest compliment. Oh, you, thank you, 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 Scott. Even even after all these time, you still blow my mind. Dude. Oh, you're so I, sweet. I can't believe well, from one picture. It's you know, a gift. You could do that. It's, it's a, a gift, and I love seeing people. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. No, it's incredible, and the way you deliver it is incredible. You're incredible. Oh, Scott. Okay. Thank you. All right, okay. well, let's do another one. All right. We have Linden, L-Y-N-D-E-N-G. L-Y-N-D-E-N. Okay. G. G. Okay. It's her and her friend. We've been best friends. Now we just call ourselves sisters since sixth grade. I truly believe we've had many past lives together and literally, literally couldn't do this life without her. Okay. So it's her and her friend. She gave me also a picture of her and her friend when they were like little kids together, which is super, super cute. It's with like a little 90s background of some sort. It's absolutely adorable. Anyway, so when I look at Lyndon, she is a tricolor. So she's yellow, purple, blue. In, in this other picture... 
she gave me, she's more like, you know, she leads with the yellow, which a lot of like the yellow tricolors end up leading with their yellow. It's just how you do. It makes sense. But when she's in the picture with her friend, her friend is purple blue and her friend wears a little inauthentic red. And when she's in the picture with her friend, Lyndon becomes more balanced. So right off the bat, like when they're together, Lyndon can take a breather. Like all of a sudden, Lyndon doesn't have to be the one in charge or Lyndon doesn't always have to know what to say or Lyndon doesn't always have to be the person everybody everybody always expects her to be. She can just be herself and she feels so balanced with her friend here. Now her friend is purple blue with a little inauthentic red. So I feel like her friend is a real sensitive person but has learned to put on a little bit of armor over that over the years and she's very protective over Lyndon. I feel like they're protective over each other though. So now I'm going to their picture of them as a, as kids. So when I see them as kids, it's really cute. I feel like Lyndon has, I'm looking at them in their kid picture. Lyndon has always had her friends back in terms of, okay, we're going to go do this together. This is the plan. You know, maybe a little more yellow as a kid that way. Like, let's do this. Here's our sleepover theme for tonight. Like whatever, like all that. And then the friend, she feels more kind of like maybe shyer at this time or something's going on in her own life where she needs a more protective force like Lyndon. Now it feels like it's just switched a little bit. And I'm sure this has just been their friendship over the years. Like they lean on each other during different times of their life and, the, and just happens to be in the picture that they gave me that's more recent. Lyndon feels like she's leaning more on her friend these days. Just, you know, that's just how good friendships are. Um, the picture of the friend all by herself. Again, she's purple blue. She's more, maybe because they're doing some sort of activity in this one, it looks like she's relaxed. She's more purple blue with not as much red on her. So that's just the friendship. I feel like friendships like these when it is like a soulmate connection and it does feel like there's been past lives and it does feel like they're just sisters like that. It's like an unconditional love. And it's what we talk about on here. It's that soul connection, like whatever you're into, whatever, you know, whoever you're dating, whatever, wherever you're living, whatever hobbies you're in right now, whatever job you are right now, I'll always love you because I know you and that's it. So like the outside container can change, but the inside's always connect. And that's how I feel with those two. So it's just like a really sweet connection. I wanted to affirm for them. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. Oh. That was really good. That, yeah. was, that was really, uh, that was the last one, right? We're yeah. doing three. Yeah. I want to do three, like in. a real deep dive on three wow. of you. That was really good. I, I, this segment, I think is going to go over really well with people. I think we're going to do this a few more times, at least a few more times. So, if, you know, obviously we couldn't, there was a thousand entries of, you couldn't get uh, picked. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try to do some more in the future. Definitely. Definitely do some more in the future. All right. So a lot, like we said, a lot went out of this episode. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I got, you know, one thing you said <laughs> I do, I, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, is I try to get on top of my insecurity. So, <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. So I love that about you. Yeah. So, you know, go make those memes, bring them out, yeah. you know, make your jokes. You I know, can, I, I can we take caught it. you off guard. Yes. You, you're, you, you're, you got me. You got I got me. you. You got me. And I feel bad about that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I feel bad it's about okay. that now because I didn't. Now I feel badly. Maybe I shouldn't have said it no, or it's something. Fine. It's fine. But like, what I do, lo- I think I surprised you because, like, with your insecurities, you think as soon as you get one, you almost wanna okay, quick, let's make fun of it or something. Yeah. So that it doesn't have control over you. Anymore. That's what I do. Yeah. So that was like a lingering. Yeah. One. Like you. I mean, it is really hard. I mean, some people can get me maybe here and there, 
but it is hard to get me. It is really hard because to get you. I, you know what it is? Because I know what I am. You know, I know, you know, I, first of all, I know what I look like. Yeah. You know, I, I That's always it. your thing. Yeah. I know what I look like. Yeah. You know, if you're going to tell me that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you want to call me Larry David? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm Larry David. You know, I mean, I got more hair, but. And, you do. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, I, you know, so for me, like with an insecurity, like anything like that, it's hard to get me because yeah. I've already accepted it. You know, what are you going to tell yeah, me? Yeah. That's what you always tell the kids. And me, yeah, you know, especially like how mean girls are and yeah. how our girls are in school now. You're always like, listen, yeah, like Brie, like you're tall, okay, like yeah. well, what, right, and what, yeah, well, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <It's> like, <laughs> I know. Okay, I, what are you going to tell me? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like people can only get you on something that you haven't accepted in yourself exactly. yet, it, yeah. and so that's like your big thing. That's my big thing. Um, growing up. My, my uncle always used to say, say it first so they don't say it behind your back. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of always like something that I, I said, that's not my personality right. to like, you know, start um, a stand up comedy show about my appearance. <laughs> but like some people can do that. So good job, you know, but like, yeah, making yeah. fun of yourself or yeah. whatever is your tactic. But yeah, I don't know. You brought up Home Depot. You should have brought up Home Depot. All right. All right. Sorry. Okay. I feel bad. I thought it was now. good though. I thought it was good because like I think a lot of people back to the gender thing, it it's yeah. it, it's a huge oh my god, it's a whole other episode. Yeah. Well, hey, if this like helps. I can't cook. I'm a terrible cook. How many times have I felt like a bad woman for not being a great cook? Yeah. I'm over it now. But okay. I used to feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think All right. it's best if we just ended here. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is for you and about you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.